Sex Positive Talk, where Shane ends and nothing is off limits. Brought to you by Advocating for Sex Positive Education and Consent Culture, EmpoweredHearts.com, and GTFORadio.ca. I'm your host, Angel, queer fembi, sexuality educator, and sex coach. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sex Talk. So, uh... My name is Angel. I use they, she pronouns. I'm the sex educator and program administrator at Alberta Sex Positive Education and Community Center. You can find all kinds of incredible resources on their website. That's ASPECC.ca. And I'm also a sexuality consultant. I do sex coaching. I help organizations develop more inclusive policies and practices. Um, that kind of thing, you can check out my website at shamelessconsulting, um, shameless-consulting.com and also at Empowered Hearts. So that's kind of fun. Um, anyways, there's lots to talk about and I want to start off with, uh, like, we have to acknowledge the, the not-so-invisible elephant in the room. Like, what the fuck with this pandemic? I, I don't know, like, are you folks as tired of this as I am? I just want, I just want people to do everything they can to mitigate the spread of the coronavirus so that we can just get over this already. And unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen in my province. I don't know where all my listeners are from, um, but feel free to drop me a line if you want to talk about this episode or any other episode at um, gtfo.aspecc.ca. Um, sorry, it's gtfo at aspect.ca, not dot. And, you know, add, add your voice. Tell me what's going on in your province or state. But right here in Alberta, our premier seems pretty intent on milking the idea that health measures are something that infringe on our rights. So I went and I took a look at the Canadian Constitution Act, otherwise um, people refer to it as the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and I can't find anything in there that protects us from the inconvenience of having to follow health measures to protect ourselves and other people. Um, pretty sure that's why we can have laws saying that we have to wear seatbelts and all that kind of stuff but like whatever I, I understand I really do this is huge it, it triggers a lot of emotions we're all tired of it many of us our livelihoods are being threatened by this pandemic it's it's hard and you know we were a nonprofit at Aspec and uh most of the money that I personally make outside of the cost of my rent and food ends up going towards Aspect as well because it's I'm passionate about it. I really believe in what the organization is trying to do, which is just create space for people to safely explore their own sexuality, to, to learn how to support other people in, in that diverseness that humans come in, and to better develop their understanding of boundaries and consent and healthy communication and that kind of thing. I, I think these things are really important to our physical and mental health. And the pandemic is definitely impacting us on every level. 
on the plus side, um, they did just finally decide that, you know, masks are actually mandatory, but our casinos are still open and the bars are still open, but you're not allowed to have anybody who's not a part of your household come and visit. So it's, it's very confusing. Not too sure what uh, Premier Kenny is actually thinking in, in this, or if he's just doing the bare minimum so that the federal government, you know, doesn't decide to step in. Like, I, I don't know, I'm not a politician. But what I do know is we are a very small province. Um, I mean, geographically, we're large, but our population base is pretty small. Uh, there's 4.3, 4.4 million people in Alberta. And um, like, for example, BC has, has like five plus million, um, Ontario, I think Toronto has 6 million, but Ontario has 14 million people. So like when you start looking across Canada at what's going on COVID wise, it's really important to recognize that in Alberta, we have four and a bit million and in Ontario, they have 14 and a bit million. And we have more cases every day than they do in Ontario. And we're not testing more, <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, so yeah, a little confused as to how people are comfortable with the numbers. Um, as a nonprofit, we're really suffering financially. I'm very appreciative to the help the federal government has kicked our way, which wasn't very much. And the community has been incredible in trying to support the center, particularly while Curve was going. Um, now that Curb's not so much, we've seen a real decline in that, but um, we get it. This is inconvenient. Like, I want to go visit my grandchildren. I want to be able to go fly east and go see my sister. And I certainly want to be able to have gainful employment without having to fight for it. And I don't like wearing a mask. I have anxiety and asthma. And it's not pleasant. Like, I don't put on the mask and talk and go, oh, wow, this is fun. Um, however, I also don't want my loved ones to die and I don't want to die and I don't want to poo poo the long term results that we're starting to see happen for people who have mild cases of COVID and then find out that it's impacted their liver or their heart or they're having strokes or, you know, they're, they're chronically weak and all kinds of other issues going on. And I think it's going to be decades before we really know what COVID is doing to people that are exposed to it. And that scares me. It scares me that so many people are being casual about it. What we have seen though is a lot less um, action, I guess, in the pickup scene, um, the swingers scene, things like that. We've seen that quiet down a little bit, especially at first. And then it started picking back up which is why we started getting messages from our health organizations. Uh, the BC um, Ministry of Health, the BC Center for Health and Disease Control, whatever they're called, um, they actually put out a post about how glory holes were a good idea during the pandemic because it creates a barrier between you and the person that you're interacting with to prevent you from having to breathe their moist breath. and. Believe you me, I was pretty titillated to see that. Dr. Tam also made some references. 
even talked about how we just need to avoid kissing and if you're gonna have sex wear a mask wash your hands shower before and after you know that kind of thing and it's like this is bizarre to me that we live in a time where public health officials are just casually and shamelessly sharing information on how to engage in sexuality and casual sex practices while reducing your risk of catching a dreaded virus. And I think that's incredible. And I, I love it. I love that these things are being openly talked about. If you'd like a list of those resources, if you go to the ASPEC website, again, that's aspecc.ca and click on the blog, there's COVID, sex and you, um, and there's a whole bunch of resources there. Videos you can watch, uh, articles you can giggle over, like all kinds of things. So feel free to go check that out. And there's also under, under resources in the menu on our website, there is COVID and sex. And it's also got a whole bunch of resources and information, including stuff for sex workers navigating COVID-19 and trying to reduce their risks or clients who are seeking sex work and how to reduce their risks. So, I mean, check it out because virus or no virus, we're still sexual beings. And we still want to enjoy sex and we still, we, we need human contact and isolation is so hard on us. So knowing how to reduce the risks as much as possible is in my opinion, the best way to go forward with this rather than shaming people for, you know, wanting to do the things. So do the things, but try to do the things safely. And that said, here in Alberta, at least, all the adult clubs have shut down. I know we're shut down. We're only doing things online right now. And um, that's due to the limit on social gatherings, whether it's business related or not. And I think it's very important to support those measures and move forward like that um, in a way that does support those measures. But I also know that just telling people that they shouldn't do something doesn't decrease the need we have for human contact. So it's all finding good to be like, just stay at home, avoid people, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes we need that skin contact and that's just how that is. So no shame, um, but that also means being responsible and, and looking for the information on how to reduce risks for yourself and the people that you're getting intimate with. So enjoy that. Uh, one of the things I noticed is it's really hard to get free condoms right now. So if you're in Alberta and you need condoms, we can arrange curbside pickup. We have condoms, internal condoms, dental dams, gloves, all that good stuff. And we also have overdose protection kits. So if you need those things, you can just fire me an email. Let me know when you want to come pick it up and I will put a bag on the door with whatever it is you need in it. And it's free. Uh, the STI clinic can be really hard to access right now. Um, so I get it. If, if you need these things, please reach out. My email is angel at aspect.ca and aspect again is aspecc.ca. We're going to kick over to a break and I will be back right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Before we dive back into sex talk, I just want to remind you that we are a nonprofit at Alberta Sex Positive Education and Community Center. Feel free to check out the website, www.aspecc.ca. Click on the support us button. There's a whole list of ways that you can give away your money and help us keep running. We provide shame-free sex education online and in-house and in universities and 
colleges across the country. Um, because we believe that pleasure is part of talking about sex, which kind of ties into what we're talking about today. And my name's Angel. I use she, they pronouns. I'm your host. And joining me today is Jocelyn. And yeah, so I'm Jocelyn and I use she and her pronouns. And I'm so hey. happy to be here. Yeah. Oh, it's so good to have you. We're both um, students in the uh, Master's of Counseling program at Yorkville. And I'll tell you, online training, something else, the new way of doing things these days. And we're talking about how the stressors of dealing with the pandemic and everything it impacts from finances to cutting us off from our social ties and, and family supports. And, you know, even from our coworkers, what was so many places moving to working from home, like I am, which is why the sound is different today. I don't have a recording studio in my house, so. <laughs> Uh, we're doing it with like a Zoom style meeting. It's great. Um, and all of those things and how that impacts us in intimacy. And just to kind of recap, Jocelyn and I were talking about how um, people need that intimacy and being under these kinds of stressors impacts us um, physiologically, which is just a nice way of saying your body actually does things. Adrenaline goes up. We end up with uh, our sleep cycle being disrupted. You can have physical pain, like all these interesting things. And then psychologically, where we feel helpless and and restricted and this, this battle between wanting to have that intimacy and the concerns about, you know, physical connection due to the virus and everything else and all the impacts there. Something else I wanted to make sure we, we talked about is how those anxieties can exacerbate ongoing issues in relationships that are less than healthy when people are locked down like this. I see you nodding. Yes, yeah. yes, I, I feel that. I mean, I'm in a really healthy relationship, I, I think. Um, but even still, like, my partner's been home and he wasn't home before. And having that extra eight to ten hours a day with somebody, like, I notice more things that irritate me. And then... Those things lead to, well, why would I want to be intimate with you? I'm super frustrated with you. And then just I get aggressive and maybe things like that that shouldn't come out do. And it definitely separates that intimacy and emotional connection. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, and, and we're talking about a healthy relationship where, and I love that you're bringing that up, where you're finding that the stress of everything that's going on coupled with less time away to have that individuality and appreciate missing the person just creates a <laughs> kind of appreciation for them can lead to some unhealthy aggression or passive aggressiveness or you know even um mood swings that maybe <laughs> we don't necessarily have otherwise i also feel like i'm in a healthy relationship i've been with mark now forever um, how long has it been? 2012. So Two, 2012. Eight years. Look at that. <laughs> eight years. And uh, we noticed, and we were just talking about today, how we both process trauma the same way. So like with what's going on, both of us have had to cut off social media because we're just living in such a high state of anxiety all the time and feeling helpless and hopeless. And that's just not healthy and it's damaging our relationship. And Wait, I'm not meaning to interrupt you, but I'm at a loss. How did cutting off social media help with that? Um... Because we can step away from the awareness of the pandemic if oh, you're okay. not tied into your social media. So I actually took Facebook and stuff off my phone 
and I've handed the social media part of my job off to another volunteer because now I have to like actually log in on yeah. online to, to access it. Whereas before, every time there's a notification, you look and it's somebody going, oh, anti-mask rally, and, <laughs> you know, whatever's going on in the States is a really big one. And, you know, 2,000 more people are sick and another 140 people died. And, and it's just, it's constant. Like if you, yeah. if you're watching the news or you're on Facebook or Instagram or Imager or whatever, Reddit, all anybody is talking about right now is, is the pandemic. Yeah. And the political ramifications that are impacting the pandemic. So like the Trump apocalypse that's continuing to go on and, oh my God, is Jason Kenney going to make us get vaccinated? Like all these things. And it's just overwhelming. Like I am so overwhelmed. Like I just need to think about how beautiful my grandchildren are and about how much I love my partner and about how much I enjoy my courses. And, you know, I craft, I want to be able to to paint without painting the pandemic, right? So I had to, we both did, we've restricted our access to social media, like we've lessened it. And the rule is we can share news that comes across our desk, but you have to also share something positive. So it's like, oh, by the way, this is what Trump did. See these cute puppies, you know? <laughs> and then because we, we saw it impacting us intimately, Right to where that's what we want to do when we're together. We want to feed each other's anxiety. I think that's really yeah. important. You like bringing up like even everyone might have a different way of dealing with it. We just need to find those certain ways, and maybe that involves changing the way we're communicating, putting like a compliment sandwich around what you're saying. So a compliment, then the information, then another compliment or a good thing. So I think that's really important that maybe our communication can change even ever so slightly just to bring up our spirits a little bit more in these times. Absolutely. And like, it's important that we talk about what's going on with COVID and that we stay aware of the science that we can do everything we can to keep our loved ones and ourselves safe and, and to participate in a healthy society, but we don't need to live and breathe it. Like there, yeah. there's a lot of beauty in, in a human experience and intimacy and sexuality is part of that beauty. So being able to put a slide the the anxiety once in a while and just be able to enjoy who we are um but unfortunately that takes a lot of support right like it does me. yeah people who weren't um necessarily in the perfect tense struggling before the pandemic um with like mental health or even financially or things like that are starting to get those things maybe they're experiencing a little bit like lowered moods so some depression or they're becoming more anxious just in their everyday being so I, and they didn't have those supports before so having trying to reach those supports now is almost impossible if you didn't have them before and on top of that services have been reduced yeah right a lot of things are only online now so if you don't have access to online how do you get the help um my heart goes out to people who are in relationships that are toxic yeah. Right now, um, because the coping mechanisms of people that have enough toxicity that they tend to act out physically or psychologically abusive, they also tend to be sexually abusive. So it's like this big, can't even get away from it because you, know, you can't go anywhere. Like we're pretty locked down here right now. Like the casinos are closed and, you know, the pools are closed. It's like, you're not even allowed to have social gatherings outside with people who aren't in your household. So it's like, how do you, 
navigate that. Yeah. And just that extra time that you're with partners can lead to some abusive tendencies, right? Like we talked about mood swings. Like maybe my partner's experience, like he thinks I'm like, it could be interpreted as some form of abuse, right? So just evaluating yourself too. So you're not contributing to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. And making sure we are reaching out to people. So like folks that are listening, if you're identifying with some of these stressy feelings and going, oh crap, I am being a bit of a jackass (laughs) to somebody I care about. Like know that you can do the work and often just verbalizing, like I am feeling so anxious. I'm really sorry for lashing out and, you know, get in these Zoom meetings and there's anxiety meetups all over the place now. And there's a lot of benefit to just sharing how you're feeling. And I know everybody's like, whoa, feeling. Where's my, where's my sex toys? Um, and if, and if that's a way that helps you to lower the stress, absolutely. You know, um, speaking of sex toys, <laughs> I, I am one of those people that I really advocate for taking care of your own, own sexual needs and that kind of thing. And it is a biological need to be able to just have releases. And some people do that by, you know, doing CrossFit. Some people go jogging, some people masturbate and some people do all those things. And that's, (laughs) and that's great. Um, but when we're under this kind of stress that can become something that becomes compulsive or something that becomes frustrating, like one of those two, right? And and I'm hearing from a lot of people that they're concerned with their porn consumption right now because they spend a lot of time trying to escape reality by watching porn. And did you see that article about Pornhub? No, I did not. Do you want to give a little synopsis for us? Absolutely. So they're under investigation right now and um, they because anybody can upload videos to Pornhub, right? So yep. you want to upload a video, you just upload it. And they've got software that looks for things that are illegal. But if you know how to navigate it, apparently it's really easy to put up stuff that's very illegal. And there is a lot of exploitation on there. So they're being investigated. And now they're like, we're going to work harder to nip that in the bud, which is really problematic because people are turning to things like pornography to deal with the stress. And then all of a sudden you're watching a child get exploited and you can't unsee that. You can't undo the knowledge that by watching that you help to exploit that child. That's terrible. You know, like we need, we need to be able to have access to sexual escapism without harming other people. Yeah. And I'm a little disgusted that they didn't have better security in place i guess mechanisms to prevent yeah it's like they've been around forever and they're huge they have lots of money like why did you have to wait until it was big enough that you're being reported enough to be investigated to like i'm i'm disgusted and i feel like Pornhub already exploits people that are engaged in sex work because they take quite a bit and they put so much free content out there but it makes it really hard for people who are doing survival sex work with webcamming and, and amateur porn and whatever to make any money, you know? Yeah, so it's like, yeah. And, and they're billionaires. So like, what do they care? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm all over the place. place. <laughs> I don't know. Personally, I feel like if that's your coping mechanism right now is using porn more excessively that you are, I think that's like a harm reduction. If that's like your mental health, you need to utilize that in this time of crisis, go ahead, but make sure 
you're doing trusted sources, maybe I'm all about supporting amateur and local and all of those things, but maybe due to this, maybe that means just watching like a certain has those ethical standards in there. So considering both sides of the coin. Going to OnlyFans and actually supporting somebody that, you know, you like their story or their body, like whatever. And um, I, I'm a big fan of OnlyFans because it gives the individual a lot of control over how they, who they interact with and how they interact across those platforms. And don't ask any of the sex workers, whether it's webcamming or, you know, hitting up someone who does porn or whatever, um, don't ask them to do things that aren't on their menu. You know, like if it's not on their menu, like don't, just don't. You're like, asking you know. them to push their boundaries for your own personal gain. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would only add to that, like, because, yeah, porn's great. Fantasy is great. We have such beautiful minds that we can, we can engage in things like gaming and porn and, and wild sex and whatever is as a way to just reset our anxiety and stress levels. And I think that's fantastic. But if it's getting in the way of you being able to take care of yourself and meet the responsibilities you have in life, then you need to reach out and get some support. Yes, I'm really glad you added that point. Yeah. I have to kick us over to another break. We will be back for people who have just tuned in. I'm Angel. I use she, they pronouns. With me today is... Jocelyn, and I use she and her pronouns. Welcome back to Sex Talk. My name is Angel. I use she, they pronouns. Today, we are talking about the impact of all this COVID crap stress on sex and sexuality and intimacy and relationships and just kind of wandering all over the place. With me today is one of my um, colleagues. Ooh, I get to say colleagues. So <laughs> I, I, I feel so grown up. Um, one of my colleagues, though, um, who's with me in the Masters of Counseling program. Yeah, my name's Jocelyn and I use she and her pronouns. It's fantastic to have you here. We've been all over the map today, which is fantastic. It is a big topic and and uh, I, I'm so grateful that there are people like you that we can have these conversations and let people know like the stress they're feeling is normal, um, that like all these responses, like, it's a form of PTSD that people are falling into from being afraid for such a long time and being anxious over an extended period of time. I think we're going to see a lot more of these conversations happening. With any because, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah, because of the impacts we're seeing on people, um, people who've never had anxiety before, like you were saying, becoming overly anxious and, and whatnot. And of course, sexuality is one of the ways that we express what's going on with ourselves so we're seeing people complain that their sex drive is disappearing and we see people complaining that they don't have access to partners because of the restrictions um folks worried about being too involved in porn and like that kind of thing is a form of escapism and just to recap we agree Watch all the porn you want, as long as it's not <laughs> impacting your ability to take good care of yourself. So, like, remember to shower and eat and call your mother, <laughs> you know? Not while you're watching porn. <laughs> Clarification is important, yes. <laughs> Right? And also that we tend to act out our anxiety. Jocelyn was talking about how, you know, that means, you know, being maybe more irritated and frustrated and therefore not as nice to our partners <laughs> as we might want to be so making sure we're talking about that and leaving room for each other to to be a human and have compassion 
Yeah, so it's important to know it like these things are normal. You're allowed to have mood swings. You're allowed to have these things, but they also need some attention. Yeah. The feelings are okay, but we need to make sure that what we're doing about those feelings is healthy. So what kind of things would you suggest people do when they're feeling like that? Like, what have you been doing to combat that? Because I'm pretty sure you're not just like, oh, well, my partner's there to yell at. So I'll just do that. <laughs> um, no, I'm definitely trying to be like more communicative so like express my feelings check in with myself what am I feeling why am I so irritable um is it like am I hungry and do I just need some exercise get outside my house for once since we're isolated do I need to cuddle my dog for a little while like just little things that I can do it doesn't need to be extravagant but I think just being fully aware of your own emotions and thoughts is so important not only for your health but just interacting with other people absolutely and um both of us have some femme privilege when it comes to that because we were like well, I'm, I'm speaking for you here but i'm assuming that you were socialized to actually think about your feelings be able to name your feelings whereas um mask folks aren't yeah like, and so a lot of people who are born with a penis is what we're talking about here and who present as masculine throughout childhood um, are are raised to not know what their feelings are unless it's anger. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, or lust. You're allowed to know lust. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not nothing that makes you feel or look weak, I guess. Even though it doesn't make you look weak, it's just a stereotype. But yeah. Absolutely. So for folks who are like, or you know, it really is because that dinner tasted crappy or whatever <laughs> that I was all angry. Like, it's okay to be angry. Like, absolutely, I'm angry. And and I've had to really work at being okay with being angry because, you know, again, that's not, that's not aligning with the expectations that come with being femme. But uh, you have to be okay with the feeling, but you still have to control how you act on that feeling. You still have to, like, you just have to. And one of the ways we do that is like Jocelyn said, we talk about it. Right, so being able to recognize what those feelings look like, and I'm going to put in the um, description under the podcast. I'm going to put the emotion wheel. Have you ever seen it? Yes, With all I the flower love that. petals. Yes. So that if you can identify rage, then you can work backwards and see what those beginning feelings are and learn to identify those. But yeah, I have like knowledge, and I have been yes, I have had the privilege of being able to express my sadness and things like that but even as like a psychology student I'm not that great at identifying my emotions so it's okay to struggle with that <laughs> like so okay and normal yeah absolutely yeah and, and I mean I tell people this all the time in my lectures right it's like so I'm a psych major and a crime uh criminology minor a crime minor <laughs> um, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that I'm any better than anybody else at navigating my own craft right like that's yeah. Yeah. that's uh we're actually worse at it because we're like well I'm a psychology major I don't need counseling <laughs> and yeah we do everybody else yeah yeah we we have the same issues um so when it comes to things like sex drive and stuff one of the challenges I've been really having with people reaching out for support is that there's a lot of talk about like I'm I'm struggling to want to be intimate and I know you had touched on that too like I'm irritated over the toothpaste lid sort of thing so <laughs> I don't want to have you know intimate times with my partner what kind of suggestions would you have for people who are 
getting mired down in that negativity where they don't want to be close to their partners. Yeah. Um, so I definitely don't want to speak for other people. I don't know what exactly will work, but I can speak on my experience. I've already touched on that communication so important and telling them why I'm feeling that way. I think that really opens a vulnerability kind of exchange between the two people. And that does create that intimacy. So when I know that somebody's trusting me and validating my feelings, oh my God, why would I not want to have sex with them? You know what I mean? Like, so those types of things are really important, but I also think self-care, like we aren't treating ourselves with the respect that we deserve either. So I think self-care is really good to get you in that mindset to want to be intimate with somebody else. I I love that you brought the self-care portion into there and talked about the vulnerability and how that creates that, that feeling of intimacy. And for, um, because I, I absolutely agree. We need to make sure we're looking after ourselves and that we're we're allowing for intimacy outside of physical with the people around us that we care about. I'd like to add that if you don't feel like having sexual contact, that's okay. You know, yeah. like it's it's okay. But you also want to be aware that that can become habitual. So, you know, reminding yourself to to let your mind explore your favorite fantasies, to you know, try and find time every once in a while for self-pleasure to to remind your body that sex is one of those ways that we connect with each other if if you want to. But there's like a whole range of sexuality out there. And you can move from being very sexually active to feeling very asexual. And, and that's okay. And you don't have to have sex to have a good relationship. Intimacy is a huge spectrum. And I want to argue that you can be intimate with yourself too if you're lacking that intimacy and you can't get it from somebody else look inwards yeah i know i wonder why they they don't teach in like sex ed they don't teach that you can enjoy more than just rubbing your hot spots (laughs) yes you know what i mean like they should talk about like you know when you're in the shower like explore what your skin feels like with the soap suds on it Notice how it feels different when you rub across, you know, body hair or part of the body that doesn't tend to have body hair. And like, what does it feel like with your left hand? And, you know, like, like experience your body, which is like very Zen. Yes. Form of mindfulness there. Yeah. Mindfulness. (laughs) What does the water feel like as it drips off your hair? (laughs) No, it sounds like I'm a phone sex operator. How great is that? (laughs) No, absolutely. I like that. Like the intimate with yourself be honest with yourself you know have think about your your thoughts and your feelings with compassion and acceptance yeah. which is hard it's, it's really hard, hard. yes <laughs> we're not making it out to be easy it's a process but it still counts so yes so i'm curious what you do to stay positive during all of this crap um I may just be positive because I'm talking to you and you're positive. And so it's like rubbing off on me. Um, We're both faking it. (laughs) Awesome. I am not positive 100% of the time. And I can't say that. But I'm also trying to look for small things to remain positive. Like my dogs are my world. And like just looking at them and petting them. I'm just like, oh my God, how can I not be happy? You're here with me. So it's finding those little things that bring you joy. Doesn't have to be anything crazy. Maybe you like a really hot shower. Take a really hot shower and enjoy that. Brighten your day. And it's kind of like you stepping back from the COVID, right? Like those mm-hmm. things are necessary to make us enjoy life right now. 
Yeah. And I think one of the big things that um, I want to bring up on our next show is I want to talk about how all this working from home and isolation is a great time to be able to explore expressing yourself without having to deal with social judgment. So, you know, if if you never paint your nails, because what would people say? Now's a good time to do that. Just remember not to bring your hands up when you're in your Zoom meeting, you know, like, and um, although if you're in my Zoom meeting, go ahead. Like, we don't, we don't do gender around here um, unless you want to do gender. It's totally individual. Uh, I know we're hitting the end of our show. So before we go, is there anything that you want people to really take away from the conversation? Um, I think it's just that you don't need to necessarily get validation from other people to get that intimacy. It's definitely like evaluating yourself and learn to know your emotions and what intimacy means to you um, to get that in the times of stress and also try to reach support regardless of where that comes from. Everybody needs it right now. It does not make you weak. It does not make you less than. It just makes you that you need somebody. We all need somebody, right? So don't be afraid to reach out. I love that. And I, I second everything that was said there. I couldn't sum up the show any better than that. Uh, you know, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. You're welcome to come back and join the conversation anytime. Oh. And for folks that are listening, this is Sex Talk. You can find us on iTunes and um, Podbean and Spotify and all those good places. Uh, we're also on GTFO Radio. So make sure you go to GTFO, which is get the fuck on, radio.com and check out their shows. They've got incredible adult content on there and it's all very sex positive and consent based. And I love it. Um, we're probably the only queer show on that channel. So if you have a podcast you want to host, uh, reach out to them. And yeah, have a sex positive day. Stay positive And remember that you don't have to be having a lot of sex to be a sex positive person. It's an attitude, viewing it as a normal, natural, diverse part of our humanity. And yeah, have fun. We'll see you next time. <laughs>